Hey, Zion, what time is it? Uh, don't you have a phone or a watch that you can check? Come on, man, what time is it? Uh, let's see, it's 4.45? Nah, that's not right. What do you want, like, military time, 16.45? No, still not right. Then what is it? It's Morphin' Time! Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance. And I'm New. And today, we're talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And if you can't tell, I have a guest with me today, and this is Zion. Zion, say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's my first time, and uh, I hope I do you all justice today. I think I think we're going to do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just so our listeners can understand... Uh, Zion and I have been friends for years at this point. Years, I, I lost track of yeah, how many years. So many years. Um, we we met each other at work, and then I think as soon as we found out that each of us were into Power Rangers, yes. it was like immediate friendship. I think our text thread has been going constantly <laughs> since then. How, did we just become best friends? Like that was a really yep. yep 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 exactly. Uh, along with a couple other guys at work, we were talking about this yesterday, where. We were coworkers just for a few months, not even a full year. Yeah. And we've been friends outside of that workplace longer than we were coworkers, which is crazy. Yeah. Like oh. five times longer. Because <laughs> I, I started working there and I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into grad school yet. It's going to take me some time to get in. And then I actually got into the school. Right away. And so I was like, okay, well, peace. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, employers. Sorry. Got to head out. But I'm going to make some awesome friends along the way and keep those friends. So Exactly. Like here. literally our, our friend text thread is the command center. Yes. Yes. So. Complete with a power coin as the icon and a couple lightning bolts there just to just to keep it going, you know, keep uh-huh. the theme going. Yeah. And if it, if it doesn't sound like we're big enough Power Ranger fans already, we're literally wearing... <laughs> Power Ranger shirts right now. I got. I of course have the uh, Dragon Zord, Dragon Ranger, or Green Ranger for Mighty Morphin. That was like the pop shirt that came out that immediately sold out everywhere, and you can't find it anymore. And I've got my uh, White Tigers shirt. Uh, we ended up not planning this out, but we knew we were going to be the same nerd, and both wear original Tommy Oliver stuff. So. Of there, there are more Rangers than Tommy Oliver, <laughs> but they just happen to make really good shirts of his, oh, okay. of his Rangers. <laughs> and so if you can't tell, obviously, either by what we've already been talking about and our mini intro, today we're going to be going over the comic book history of Power right. Rangers. We're going to focus more on Mighty Morphin for the majority of it. However, we are going to be talking some facts, uh, some back history behind everything, but Zion, how about you tell our listeners a little bit about what Power Rangers is all about? Well, to kind of sum it up, there's some evil space invaders that attack this one small town over and over again called Angel Grove. And after the first attack, these protectors of Earth have to find some new, some teenagers with attitude. And of course, it has to be teenagers. And they're granted all of these powers. They happen to be friends already who for the most part, know how to fight. And they're granted not just powers and armor, but weapons ro- and big robots to 
to defeat the enemy at the end. Use giant robots, and one has a flying robot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, they immediately know how to pilot all of those. It's part of the power. Yeah, of course. Part of the power. You know exactly how to do all of those things. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good understanding. So teenagers, they get powers, they get giant swords, they fight massive uh, monsters. And they continuously are attacked in the same city of Angel Grove over and over. Literally, you can attack any other part of the earth and it'll take them a lot more effort to get there. But nope, just that one spot. Angel Grove is a hot spot. <laughs> like you would, you would think that people could buy houses for super cheap there at this point. Yes, because no one would want to live where monsters always attack. Yeah, and they're having to constantly rebuild the city. <laughs> Be a nightmare. I think the comic does a good job about having more than just Angel Grove attack because yes. it's such a cliche with the franchise. Yes, but again, another reason why the comic is so good, so much better. So excited to talk about this series. Before we actually get into the comic book, we need to talk about how Power Rangers even came to be, as well as coming to the States. The series started out as uh, what's known as Super Sentai. Now, this was a, a series that is a known as a tokusatsu, which is a live action series that includes special effects. And the effects are insane a lot of the time. And what's crazy is if you think about the timing, it, it, this was back in the 70s and special effects, technological effects and CGI wasn't really a big hit yet. It's really expensive to do that. So all the practical effects also nuts. Yeah, they they went to some serious lengths to show action, uh, energy, a lot yes. of the blasts. So like cannons being shot, guns being shot. We get these crazy like uh, lasers that get shot out everywhere. But interestingly enough, Super Sentai was created in Japan. Oh, yeah. uh, Just like I was. (laughs) (laughs) The first two seasons of Super Sentai were created by Shotaro Ishinomori, who also created the massively popular Kamen Rider series for Toei Company and TV Asahi in 1971. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy that I didn't, before doing this, like doing the research, I didn't know that the person that created Super Sentai also created Kamen Rider. Because we know in the States, we had the Kamen Rider TV show and they did the crossover with Power Rangers. Yep. That's pretty crazy that the same person created those two things. And Shotaro actually started out in manga and he was creating all of these stories. And then they got adapted to TV shows. Which is insane because now who would have thought back then the big influence it would have now? Exactly. And it makes so much sense looking backwards why Common Rider or Mass Rider in the US mm-hmm. would team up with Power Rangers. Now, Common Rider would lead to an explosion of what's known as Henshin, which is known as it's transforming. Uh, so these were Henshin or transforming superheroes who would transform by posing in various ways to fight henchmen and monsters with martial arts. Shotaro would develop Super Sentai for the same producers with Super sentai airing on april 5th 1975 so we have common rider starting in 1971 super sentai starting in 1975 in japanese sentai means task force or fighting squadron because they also realize that you can also make more sales if rather than having a single character if you have a team you or have a, squadron. a way to collect all the different people and make your own squadron yeah it's 
pretty crazy. Around what well, what would you think? So it was probably in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So like late seventies, early eighties, we're talking. It was actually Stan Lee from Marvel. The Stan Lee? The the Stan Lee. Wow. Uh he was really interested in adapting Super Sentai to the American audiences. He went to all these other uh, TV programming executives with footage from Super Sentai, and it was the Taiyu Sentai Sun Vulcan series. So I think that was the It was fifth. their fifth season. Yeah, so fifth season of Super Sentai, and he was pretty much laughed out of every single room. Which, like, I don't, I don't blame the executives for not wanting to take the chance on it. A bunch of weird robots fighting a bunch of ugly-looking things. You don't, you don't even know that they're monsters or whatnot yet at that point. Yeah, and there was nothing like this for American audiences to see at that time. Yeah, we're, we're talking the period of time where we got tons of cartoons that are family-friendly. Nothing fighting monsters, and there's always that. In the U.S., there was that big push at the time, too. It was like, things are too violent. We can't show yes. our kids violence. Yes. Um, Even the superhero TV shows like the Super Friends were all about saving cats from trees or yeah. any of those friendly stuff. You couldn't, like, show punching. Yes. Like, so you had to have superheroes beat supervillains in all these random ways. <laughs> so, needless to say, Stanley was unable to bring Super Sentai to the United States. Which is crazy because that if he was successful in doing that, then Marvel might not have had to have sold off properties. Think about how much bigger of a Marvel empire we would have nowadays. Like just collected. Luckily, now we have all of everything that Fox had purchased from them yes. back with Marvel. But it's just this long story of Marvel having to piece out their characters. Yep. But with how big Power Rangers became, like bil- we're talking billions in toy sales. And maybe the Power Rangers would have been MCU canon. Who knows? I like have like the TMNT Power Ranger crossover that we just had, which we'll talk about later, yeah. is amazing. Yes, and we we've had a Power Rangers uh, DC crossover as well. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a Marvel, Marvel crossover, Power Ranger crossover. That would be amazing. Yeah, one can dream. One can dream. You never, never say never, right? I mean, Disney's trying to buy up everything anyway. They might <laughs> Disney has owned Power Rangers before, haven't they? Yep, yep. It wasn't until 1993 when Chaim Saban of Saban Entertainment would adapt Super Sentai's 1992 season of, and I'm going to 100% butcher this, Kryo Ryu Sentai Zio Ranger. Zio Ranger. I did that one take. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I edit these things down and I mess up those names so bad. So he was able to rebrand it to American audiences as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which aired in the States on August 28th, 1993. Do you, do you remember watching the first episode? I do. Uh, it was a rerun, so it wasn't on that actual day. I, I had watched random episodes but just seeing them come together, seeing them turn into their colorful lights for the first time and flying to, towards the, the command center and then their iconic uh, morphing call. Yeah. I remember mem- sitting there memorizing the order and then teaching it to my friends the very next day at school. And of course, I had to be the leader of the group. But yes, it was just so mind-blowing and I was glued to the TV. I, would, I never was more angry at commercials um, than I was at that time because I just wanted the show to keep going. Absolutely. I I still 
remember watching it for the first time and that opening sequence of Rita popping out of the space dumpster yeah, and like doing her cackle after 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer earth. Like that was immediately like pressed into my soul of <laughs> that. You will never forget this moment ever. And I, it's so nostalgic still whenever like we'll, we'll throw it on Netflix when we're like hanging out or we're, yep. we're doing, we're playing some kind of game. We'll throw it on the background and just that sequence. Yes. It's so nostalgic. Yes. Love it. Every, uh, every morning after school or every morning after school, every afternoon, every, every morning, after every school. morning after school, what school do you go to? I go to school <laughs> at 2 a.m. Every afternoon after school, I would like rush home to turn on my TV around, was it four or five, depending on which year yeah. it was, just to hear the the iconic intro, that guitar riff, and then just getting pumped and seeing all the, our favorite characters back on the screen. That music is, yeah. and that they crush that theme song. For first theme song, original theme song, and it just carries on. You know, you you can't once you hear that that power chord of yes. just that intro. Just oh my gosh, and with with like our generation growing up with this franchise too how many ringtones were just the communicator yes yes like i i immediately trust a person if we're at a convention i walk around and then i hear their i don't know if you know this but um i downloaded that ringtone years ago and you're the only one i assigned that ringtone to so when you text me I know immediately that's you. Yes. <laughs> that's the level of commitment we have for yes. Power Rangers here. <laughs> We've kind of gone through a little bit about the history of the show. So let's get a little bit more into the characters that are inside of the comic as well. Now, with their names, we have our starting, let's say let's starting six. So Starting six. Z, do you want to name our six main characters? Yeah, I, I guess I should go from from calling order or from... You do you, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we can start off with uh, Zach. He's our Black Ranger. We've got Kimberly as our Pink Ranger. Billy as our Blue Ranger. Trini as our Yellow. Jason as our Red. And Tommy as our Green Ranger slash White Ranger. After they have their colors, they, they morph into the Rangers. And that's when they are able to have these added powers and abilities. Yep. Now, other later seasons of the show and and they touch on it a little bit in the comic too, is that there are different Rangers that have like added powers. There's some that have like, they're able to scream and it's like Sonic, like crazy supersonic powers. Some have like hardened skin, but for the original team, it was more, they had increased strength. They could, they had increased agility. They were a little bit faster. They could jump crazy high because they would go from ground level to jumping up to their <laughs> the building. giant <laughs> buildings and also into their zords. Yes. Uh, they also had the ability to teleport. Yes. But that was more from the command center. So like, that was more like a technical thing that they can yes. do. Yes. But yeah. that, that's pretty much covers it for powers, for, for the base level yes. rangers, yeah. for them. Normally we talk jobs. They're teenagers. They, they go to high school. They go to high school. They hang out at Ernie's Juice Bar. They... They take karate. That's, <laughs> like, that's their thing. Uh, supporting characters in the show is going to include Zordon, uh, who is, uh, so his full name is it's Zordon from Eltar. Yes. He's from the planet Eltar. Yes. And he is part of this group that is just essentially trying to keep the universe safe. That's all you really need to know about him as a character. And then his like support is Alpha 5, who is this uh, robot android 
that also helps with all the technical issues. A lot of times works with Billy, who is also extremely smart. And a lot of times Trini too. Yes. Are, they're like yeah. the, the tech people of the group that really work they're, out. They're like things. this pairing, just technical support. Yeah. Cause Billy came up with the communicators. Uh, there's even in the comics, there's panels and panels of them working on swords and trying to figure out how they work. Yeah. Um, try to figure out how to fix them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, between the three of them, they can fix anything yeah. is my idea. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's Trini that, adapts one of like the later in the comic yes. there, there's a certain armor yes that gets found and she's the one that adapts it and uses yes it. So, she ends it up she ends up using that power and it's a it's just an epic oh my goodness moment so good, <laughs> so good. man the comic's great yes oh we're gonna we're well, gonna, we'll get to the comic we'll get to the comic <laughs> in a second now what is i wouldn't say the biggest selling point for the show but adding the variety so we have all these different antagonists uh z what what are some of your favorite antagonists for the show oh man you gotta go with the gold duo of goldar and scorpina yes uh they're just very iconic and the way they menace around with the green ranger against the the megazord and the green with evil scenario that one was that's probably the most tense i felt as a kid watching the show yeah. was just that whole week of green with evil um and specifically the part where the rangers are going to do battle with uh, the green ranger goldar and scorpina yeah that's amazing yeah for kind of like the overarching villains we have rita repulsa who's like the first big bad for the first season and then we get lord zed later on who when he comes in he's literally like a skinned person (laughs) that has like all this like mini skeleton armor it's almost like his bones are made out of metal but you can see his muscles yes and then he has almost like bane style tubes connected to his head yeah and you can see his brain through his mask which is interesting too yeah for for lord zed there's actually again why the comic is amazing there's like a reasoning behind the way he looks so there's there's some cool stuff to go on that tangent for so we have rita lord zed goldar scorpina there's also squat babu and there's Finster, who's the one that always makes all of the putties that the Rangers fight. That's like the the horde of villains that they fight every single episode, as well as Finster creating the like monster of the week, which is a big part of that Tokusatsu storylines. There's always like a monster of the week that they're going up against. I don't know if I'm more uh, impressed by Finster's creativity of making the monsters or his creativity in naming. Yes. The different types of monsters, because there was always some sort of pun, politicorn, um, uh, pudgy pig. There's something something about their character that's built into um, the making of the monster, and I thought that was really creative, too. There's there's so many. The, the, the crazy thing is the like costume designs yes. are amazing. Yes. Even even though you get... I always thought it was funny because you would look at the Rangers and depending on the episode, like their suits could be a little bit like saggy <laughs> or like really wrinkled. Yep. But then you would look at the monsters and like Just the practical... Super, really, super well designed. Yeah, like the practical effects looked great. Even, yeah. even though like mouths didn't move a lot or they were wearing a mask, things like that. I didn't care that their lips weren't moving when they were talking because I was so enamored by... Like just their overall design, everything else that's going on with yes. them. Like I'm a kid, kid brain. I yes. don't care. I see a giant monster. I'm I'm happy. Yes. Like I'm yes. good. Or or happy that they're gonna get their butts kicked by my favorite heroes. Exactly. <laughs> so now that we've kind of given that general overview and gone into a little bit about the comic, 
Let's go into the archives. If you're a current fan of Power Rangers or have walked into a comic shop since the beginning of 2016, you're probably aware of the Boom Studios comic series featuring our favorite teenagers with attitude. Boom was, however, not the first publisher to release a Power Rangers comic. I'm not going to lie, I had to go down the comic rabbit hole to discover the quote-unquote true first appearance of the Power Rangers, but again, like all comic book first appearances, I feel like there's muddy waters ahead, so get ready for that. Comic sales in general during 2020-2021 pandemic era have been booming. Like, value on comics are skyrocketing because collectors are just trying to add as many first appearances and issues to their long boxes as possible. And I think uh, I'm responsible for just like half of that boom because this is the same era where we didn't have much to do. And Lance here goes, Z, you got to buy this comic. You got to buy this comic. And now it's just like, can our workplaces just pay us in comics? Because every new comic book day, there's something new and Lance just wants to spend my money. Yeah. But I send you pictures and you're like, yep, I want that. Yes, I want it. <laughs> He's an enabler for my for my comic nerdness. I am 100% a nerd enabler because as, as soon as somebody messages any or posts anything online, they're like, should I get this? I'm like, yeah, you should. Why not? You should buy it. <laughs> And uh, I enable myself a lot, too, because I look at things. I'm like, I want this. This is even a conversation over text we had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, You were showing me some new stuff. And it it happens if you can go through our text thread and it's just, hey, buy this. I guess I should. Yeah. (laughs) But then you read it. You're like, yeah, I'm glad I bought this. (laughs) One such book that saw a jump in value was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one, published by Hamilton Comics on November 30th, 1994. This book went from, I'm not kidding, it was like a dollar bin book not too long ago to now if you have it in graded CGC 9.8 condition, sells for over 600 bucks. That's insane. I'm, and we're talking literally saw them in dollar bins, like all over the place. And yeah. So while the show was still out. Yeah. So and no one cared, no quote unquote, no one cared about it. Exactly. Like, wow. The like show, show dropped in 93 and now we're talking it it was all about the toys at that point in time did i care about comics as a five-year-old yeah no i didn't i wanted toys that's all i cared about so it makes sense that the comics weren't booming or weren't crazy valuable but in 2017 we got that live action film which raised popularity because if there's a film now people immediately say where's the comic yes yeah. And it's all about going to that first appearance. And for a while, this was what was considered the first appearance of the Power Rangers in a comic book, which made its value skyrocket for a short period of time. It's still mm. it's still up there. Like you can probably get it between like 30 and 50 bucks right now. But okay. it was higher before then. Like un- I'm talking ungraded. If you want like perfect condition, you'll have to pay the few hundred bucks for it. Yeah, but if we're talking, you want a raw copy, you don't need it to be perfect. You can get it for like thirty bucks, or mostly on eBay right now. They're probably around like forty to fifty. That's still a lot for for a comic. Exactly. Even even for a first first appearance, that's still a lot. Yeah, it's mostly for people that are w- hoping that it's going to jump more in value. But after going through a little bit more research, that wasn't even the first time Hamilton Comics had published a Power Rangers comic. Hmm. In the 
a spring of 1994, they released a three and three quarter by five inch mini comic that was inside of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Fruit of the Loom Premium <laughs> Underwear Package. That's exactly what you buy underwear for is for the mini comic inside of it. I would. I'm, ups- <laughs> I'm upset that I don't have that underwear because I don't have that comic. This is more of, because I, like I said, three and three quarter by five inch. So we're talking more of like an ash can size comic. And if you don't know what an ash can is, it's a comic that publishers will put out that's like a, a preview for a book that they're going to be coming out with. And it'll have a few pages from the issue just shrunk down. There there are some out there that are fairly pricey. Z, how much do you think a copy of this issue would sell this? So we're talking a mini comic that was in underwear packaging. It's It's got to be like cheap because again, it's it was just the, the freebie with your underwear. Like, I don't know, a couple bucks. Uh, no. The most recent sale on eBay for this book, which I, I'm pretty sure was last month when it sold, is $1,913. Stop it. Stop it. Someone almost spent two grand Stop on a it. comic that was inside of an underwear package. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, no, I was going to make an underwear joke. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> and like it. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's a cool thing to have. And there's probably not many of them still in existence. If they were, like, a kid that would wear, obviously, like, that size underwear, too, <laughs> is not going to be caring about their things. Probably most of them looked at the comic once or used it as a coloring book yep. or yep. just ripped it, tossed it up. And so the fact that there's probably very few of them out there makes it so that many people want it. Yeah. So That's crazy. So this is really considered the first appearance of the power rangers that has a full story Hmm. it was only eight pages but it actually has a story arc in it and i wasn't able to read it because it's that rare that i can't find it (laughs) online like anywhere but that's not technically the first time they appeared in i'll say quote unquote comic huh because on april 1st of 1994 the Power Rangers would don the cover of Sentai issue number two, which was a short-lived American fanzine published by Antarctic Press. This magazine was dedicated to all things tokusatsu, uh, including Ultraman, Giver, one of my personal favorite growing up was Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, Kamen Rider, of course, and then, again, obviously, Power Rangers. And then we've already talked about tokusatsu, but just to give it a little bit more understanding so it's a japanese term again talking about using that special effects and storylines but also including a lot of giant monster kaiju storylines so godzilla is also considered like a tokusatsu at times with this issue so it's a it's a fanzine so within it 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 has them on the cover there's not a story within the pages but it talks about who the rangers are their connection to the japanese source material as well as having an episode guide for the the television show. But people still, some people still consider this to be the first appearance of Power Rangers in a comic book format, even though it's a fanzine. It's a magazine, not a full story, right? I would say it counts. I would would say at least first appearance, maybe not full appearance. Yes. Full appearance. 
there's that distinction all the time in comics. There's first cameo appearance versus full, full. first full appearance versus full uh, story arc. Exactly. <laughs> There were graded issues of this book online. There was one that was a 9.6 CGC and two that were 9.0s. How much do you think those were listed for? I'm not going to downplay it this time because I feel like you're setting me up for a big number just like earlier. So I'm going to say it's got to be bigger. It's got to be higher than the 9.8 that we saw earlier. Yes, (laughs) uh, by quite a bit. Now, these were, uh, these books sold at best offer prices so it has the slash term we don't know the exact number they were sold at okay but the 9.6 was listed for six point five thousand dollars <sighs> one of the nine o's was listed by at four thousand and the other was listed at twenty five hundred so we're talking I, i'm gonna assume because they all sold around the same time by the same company mm-hmm. that had them all graded or the same seller that had them all graded. And I'm going to assume that it was one person that purchased them all around the same time because the listings ended very close to one another. So we're talking somebody paid thousands. About $13,000. I'm going to guess maybe they got the deal for like under 10. Okay. But still. Exactly. Somebody spent thousands on these books and it's a cool cover. It is. I'll, I'll post pictures of it after we release this episode, just so everyone can see it. It's a cool cover. Would I ever, as much as I love Power Rangers, I'm sorry, I'm not dropping thousands. Of, I, my wife would kill me. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't make this podcast anymore. I would be dead. Would I get your Power Rangers stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so don't enable me. There have been quite a few publishers who have printed Power Rangers comics and stories since Hamilton Comics run. But here's a brief overview. In 1995, Marvel Comics published the comic adaptation of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, which is phenomenal, and we'll talk about that later, as well as two additional Mighty Morphin Power Ranger mini-runs, the first covering the second season of the show, the second focusing on the Ninja Rangers and VR Troopers. So half of the comic was Ninja Rangers, the other half was VR Troopers. And some of my favorite childhood stuff, too. Exactly. We are VR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and something that we were talking about before, too, is little little bit of info. The fact that when the Green Ranger loses his powers in the show, yes, yes, uh, Jason David Frank, who played Tommy Oliver, was meant to swap places with one of the main characters on VR Troopers. And so he was going to go to VR Troopers, and one of the characters from VR Troopers was going to come in as the, the White Ranger. Ranger. But Jason David Frank and the and Tommy Oliver were just so popular with audiences that they pretty much demanded that that character remain on the show. And so they didn't do the swap. And so they did this whole storyline of who's the White Ranger? Yes. Who is it going to be? I'm not kidding. My whole family sat in the living room <laughs> to watch that episode to see who was going to be the White Ranger. I remember going over to my my childhood friend's house who uh, were still friends to this day, we we talk about this time all the time. I went over to his house, watched that reveal episode, found out about it, and then went to school the next day. And that was the buzz of the whole school. Oh, the White Ranger is the old Green Ranger. How are they going to do that? Why would they do that? You know. And as six year olds at the time, we're like, this is the best thing ever. We have our favorite Ranger back. Exactly. I was also a dumb child, and I was like, what if it's Bulk? <laughs> It's like, I didn't understand body sizes. <laughs> like I saw, I, cause they kept showing like images of it. And I'm like, 
Maybe it's Bulk. Maybe it's Skull. <laughs> Maybe it's Ernie. <laughs> it might be Ernie. What if they have an adult be a Power Ranger? But no. Continuing on with Marvel, they also released a Masked Rider comic where the Power Rangers make an appearance. And I didn't know that this existed until doing this research. And I need this book in my collection. The, that sounds great. The art on the cover is not amazing. But it's like just bad enough to be amazing it's like that kind of situation i would need to i would need to see this i'm i'm curious to, to have this cover in my collection yes it's like i don't <laughs> care what it looks like i need it yes yes this issue however this came out in 96 and it actually had the new team so it had tommy as a white ranger but we had rocky adam billy aisha and cat mm-hmm. uh, and then just as an added note during the hamilton comics run I believe it was issue four is when they changed Tommy from Green Ranger to White Ranger. So a few years ago when Boom Studios had their uh, issue 40 was the first appearance of White Ranger and everyone was pushing it. They're like, this is the canonical first appearance of the White Ranger. It's like sales are going crazy, tons of variants. Yep. And then everyone's like, no, there, there's it's a first. Been out. Yeah, he. It, this is like back in ninety, like four. We, we beat you to it, bro. Yeah, except <laughs> except at that point, no one cared about the Hamilton comics. Right? Yep. No one did. Maybe like super hardcore fans did, but Boom was like it. W- would you Would you say would it Would it be safe to say that the Hamilton run of comics was before its time because it was appealing to an audience that really wasn't into reading too much yet or comic books just yet? Because we had the TV show, we still had the toys and all that. Yeah, I I would think so. It it was probably one of those mediums that you had to have a parent or a relative yeah. that was also into comic books yep. and then had seen that and was like, oh, my son or my niece or daughter is also into Power Rangers. I collect comics. I saw this on the shelf. I'm going to get them this comic so they can read it. Yeah. Because the reality is, is most of the time, if you're a comic fan, fan or you grew up reading comics a lot of the time you're going to have a family member that also was reading comics otherwise you don't tend to get into it and of course there's plenty of people that do my family wasn't into comics but i also didn't get into comics really uh until later in life at least not hardcore collecting or reading Mm -hmm. and i've talked about on the show before with like uh, my first comics were spider-man books that my parents got me for Christmas after the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man came out. Like those were my first comics. I was 12, like 12. Sounds about right. Yeah. I I think you kind of hit it. I think it was, it fell within a medium that the, the fans of the show weren't super into reading comics. They would rather watch the show or they would rather play with the toys. Yep. Cause for me, I, I grew up struggling reading period same same. so i I still struggle reading yeah i do too that's why i read comics (laughs) all the pretty pictures exactly you can you get context clues yes yes you don't have to always imagine everything you have some some context right in front of you boom done now in 1996 image comics would actually take a swing at power rangers with power rangers Four issues of it were drawn, but only one was published prior to Image losing the license. So they had it for like next to no time at all and then lost it. What's fun is that artist Todd Nock was one of the artists for that run. And I've had the chance to meet Todd Nock before. 
He's done amazing art for like Deadpool and Spider-Man. Uh, he did uh, a bunch. He has a bunch of creator-owned books too. He's extremely nice. Uh, and I, I did an interview for with him for uh, the Geekly Grind. Nice. So yeah, so we're on the Geekly Grind podcast network. So you know, keep it all in the family. There you go. There you go. Maybe we might have him back on here. That would be. We'll put that back out in the universe. Hear that, Todd Knock? I'd love to have Todd Knock back on because <laughs> I only talked to him for a little bit of time, but I would love to talk more about his creator own work. Are we putting that in, in the universe or into yeah. the power grid? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> now, while it was at Image Comics, there was uh, word that there was going to be a Power Rangers crossover with Youngblood, but of course that never came mm-hmm. to fruition just because they lost the rights. In 1997, Acclaim Comics published the magazine Saban Powerhouse, and th- this magazine only lasted for three issues, and it had storylines based on Power Rangers Turbo, uh, as well as a crossover with Beetleborg's Metallics. Uh, so wow. Beetleborg's, I haven't heard that one in a while. Right? I like I remember Beetleborgs, but when I saw Beetleborgs Metallics, yeah. I was like, oh man. I forgot about Metallics. Meta- so did I. So <laughs> another Tokusatsu's uh, premise. Yes. Again, yes. also done by Saban and another like time eater as a child just <laughs> watching all those. Like why why are they in a house with a whole bunch of monsters and ghosts guy and we'll just I'll watch it. How are they uh, snapping and was it the snap that made her fast? I don't know. Probably and all these. Uh, there was a blink that made them levitate stuff. All I, Why was it? Who cares? It was fun. Yeah, their armor <laughs> was great. Their toys, their toys were so yes. good. Yep. Same with Power Rangers. But we'll get into all of that when we actually talk about merch too. There have been other various adaptations, including photo comics, comic strips, magazines, and short-lived runs published by Tokyo Pop, Disney Publishing Worldwide, Future Publishing, Egmont Group, Bandai. Panini Comics, and Paper Cuts. Uh, Safe to say, none of those runs gained much popularity. Then one glorious day for all Power Ranger fans, it was announced that Boom Studios would be publishing a new comic series based on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, written by Kyle Higgins and illustrated by Hendry Prasetya. So yeah, Hendry is a very talented penciler and inker from Yogyakarta, Indonesia. And he grew up struggling with math while showing a significant amount of artistic talent with friends requesting drawings of their favorite heroes and characters. Driven to become a professional artist, Hendry would land recurring work with DC Comics working on titles like Power Girl, Green Lantern, and Voodoo. He would later go on to help illustrate the comic adaptation of Bhima Satria Garuda. That's an Indonesian takusatsu inspired by common writer i was gonna butcher that one no we're good <laughs> <laughs> bima satria garuda features indonesian values and culture uh to become a new indonesian superhero uh, hendry was approached by boom studios editor by email regarding potentially working on the mighty Morphin power ranger comic after discovering his work from bima satria garuda on deviant art now when kyle higgins was seven he watched the film Superman, the 1978 version, of course. Um, which kickstarted his love for both comics and filmmaking. He would study film and creative writing at the University of Iowa before transferring to the film production program of Chapman University. In 2006, Higgins would land an unpaid internship with the Donner's Company 
allowing him the opportunity to work with other with none other than Richard Donner, the director of 1978 Superman. That's crazy. That's that's a fun fact. I'm glad I got through that one because yeah. uh, he started watching the film and then he gets to work with that director. Yeah, that's insane. Like to that would be like I'm trying to think how that would be for us. Like what would be the comparison? Like what started like our nerdy like passion? I don't for for this episode would it be uh me as uh a filmmaker or aspiring videographer working on set with jdf yeah perhaps uh, i think that would that would be like a full circle moment too yeah and so for for listeners if you don't know who jdf is that is jason david frank yes <laughs> so he's he's the actor that played tommy oliver who's the green ranger and the white ranger in mighty morphin and then he goes on to be multiple other Two different reds and a black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then because of Boom, an yep. additional villain. Yes, which we will be talking about yes. very shortly. But yeah, that is insane to be able to start your obsession with this nerdy, like realm of media, and then go to school because you love it, and then while you're after finishing that, doing an unpaid internship, literally with the person that started. Like your, your obsession yeah yeah just just your uh your deep dive into this whole nerd culture after years of investing yeah into doing what you love you get to do what you love with the person who inspired you yeah such here. a great story yeah <laughs> after graduating higgins would begin working for marvel comics working on titles like captain america theater of war prisoners of duty supreme power and avengers origin vision so he gets to write up on vision and you and i have nerded out a lot about even the recent wandavision stuff yep that's that's crazy so he he's really intertwined in a lot of stuff that you and i like chatting about and nerding over his dc comics work include batman gates of gotham a co-written alongside dc powerhouse scott snyder and ryan parrott more on him later uh batman beyond 2.0 deathstroke and my personal favorite nightwing his nightwing run is crazy yeah just a just a fun little fact the last few years for birthdays and christmases my brother has been getting me to different volumes of nightwing oh that's awesome it's uh it's been it's been great to collect them i'm i think i'm up to volume four not just the issues but just the, the thicker books nice so, so now when you go home and you look at him you're like oh that's kind of yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited for that i've been but even more so his creator owned series cal would be published by Image Comics just prior to his work on Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. MMPR Zero hit shelves on January 6, 2016 and jumpstart a resurgence in the franchise's popularity. Now, this is normally where we would end into the archives, but I can't move on without mentioning Ryan Parrott and Dan Mora's series Go Go Power Rangers. Oh man, Dan Mora's art. Dan Mora crushes it. Yeah, just no matter what he pencils or inks is literally amazing if you and if you are listening and you want to know more about dan mora we covered one of his uh series that was also done by boom so we covered klaus yes uh and so if you want to learn more about dan mora go ahead go and listen to our episode on klaus yeah because he extremely talented he's working on multiple books right now he is coming back uh to work on uh, another power rangers cover yep pretty soon as well 
uh, they pretty much anytime I I feel like anytime Boom is like doing another event, they're like, "So Dan, you so gonna, Dan- <laughs> you gonna do like another set of covers for us?" And he's like, "Of course." And then anytime Dan does another set of covers, me and Lance have a text thread. It's almost like who's gonna message yep. first? Yep, it, and it's usually okay. So am I picking these issues up, or are you picking, <laughs> are you picking them, them up? up? And, and, yeah, because we know we're gonna have them both. Uh, and so Go Go Power Rangers is more about the the rangers as soon as they become power rangers and so it's actually set even before mighty Morphin power rangers issue zero even though it came out in july of 2017 now this story is more about jason kim trini zach and billy immediately after they become rangers more about them as people It, it dives more into their family life it's it's really good character development yeah and then later on in the series, there's like the crossovers that they do with yes. MMPR. And then a certain event will happen. It'll come back. And now Tommy's involved. But in in these comics, just because the big arc in the show was all about the Green Ranger starts out as evil. And then he becomes good. The Rangers bring him to their side. And then he fights with them and then eventually becomes the White Ranger. But MMPR issue zero starts with him having just joined the rangers but it's really cool because rita is literally like in the back of his head yeah like talking to him still but you don't know if it actually is rita or if it's just like his psyche still messing with him i remember starting the comic during during the time when you're like hey you should really read in read into these and going into it like wait what's all the backstory i don't know what's going on is she really talking to him or is he imagining it? Is this some sort of PTSD? And then they kind of go into it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, so I, I was, I'm hooked. Yeah. The, the character development is mm-hmm. so well done. I, I 100% am a supporter of the uh, kind of an aging up yes. of this storyline. So yeah. it, it's when we're, when we were kids, we were five, we we're four or five years old when all this stuff was coming out, like three, four, five, whatever. And, at the time, it's this thing that captures your attention, great colors and fighting and monsters and all of that. But as an adult, you go back and watch it. And it's like, yeah, it's nostalgic. But is it like quality content? Not really. There's so many times when you and I would have an episode in the background and we're just pointing out all the production errors yes. and all like the weird stuff Lord, going on. Lord Zed staff that's taped yes, together. Yes, during the, the weird Power Ranger episode. And... We're here going, we like this. I can tell why the older kids on the block were making fun of us yeah. for watching this. I, I see it now, but it's so nostalgic and so ingrained yeah. that we love it. But then, as you mentioned, the aging up of it and having everything appeal and make sense and be relevant to us now as adults, as comic lovers, as Power Ranger lovers, I would say I would tread on light water and say retconning some of the stuff. Oh, absolutely. That we that that, that we saw, um, some of the stuff that were for example, the transitioning, the, the power transition, the power transfer. Um, see, knowing now as adults, the reasoning behind switching out the three Rangers um, and why they left and how that whole, that, that's a whole nother production issue. Um, but then how they melded it into the comics, what they do with them at the, uh, at the current timeline without giving away too many spoilers is just mind blowing. It's just amazing how, They've adapted everything and evolved it to be a more cohesive storyline. Yeah, there's so many plot holes from the show that have been redone in really creative ways. I, I feel like it makes the show so much better knowing the things that they're changing canonically in the comic. 
Yeah. And so if if you were ever a fan of Power Rangers growing up and then you rewatch the show and you were just like, eh, this isn't for me. Read the comic. Yeah. A hundred percent read the comic because it'll make you love the franchise so much more. Yes. Yes. And I would even say uh, if you want a deep dive, go go Power Rangers while we what, that you were talking about. It's like it explores the family dynamic of all of the Rangers. It, it explores how they are as actual people that a 22 minute episode doesn't really get to explore um and you get to see how they come up with why they come up with different decisions um how their at home life like one of the questions i had was if they're still in high school how are they fighting monsters plus doing for kimberly for example plus doing gymnastics yeah plus doing school and what do their parents think when they're not home by a certain time like those are all questions that i had as a kid Oh, I, I thought they're still in school, but they explore it in the comics, which is great. Yeah, everything is explained. Like all of those things that you realize were plot holes are touched on yes. in the comic. Yeah, they do it perfectly. It's one of those things where you, you're asking for answers and you're expecting like a really, it's not a good answer. Yeah, like you're like, oh, they're trying to explain things away. No, no nothing is explained away yes. with the book. It is done so well. And creatively, and so many storylines weave into one another. Yes, to yes. where there's those bigger events in the Power Ranger storylines, and things happen during those, and you are like, "Wait, what?" Like, I remember if you catch my drift. Uh, I don't want to give away spoilers, but there's a, that one scene that happens, and it was one of the opening scenes at the beginning of Mighty Morphin, and I'm reading it, going, "I thought I read this already," but then something different, drastically different happens, and you're like. Oh my gosh, you realize yeah. that's how they're tying in this new story arc. Yes. And just the way they did all that, um, it was almost uh, a frame by frame, panel by panel replication up until that quote unquote universe splitting moment. I'm going to use a phrase that Lance tells me all the time and read the comics, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many times where, where, or I'll get a text from you and it'll just be like a question that I know you're like two issues away from reading. <laughs> I'm just like, read the comic. Read it. <laughs> it's so good. Just read it. Now, this kind of flows perfectly into, uh, and actually, I just want to say, uh, I guarantee later on down the line, we'll do more of a deep dive into Ryan Parrott and his career. Yeah. I, I will make it a point to find another project that he's worked on just so we can talk more about him. But I, I couldn't move on without mentioning GoGo because... Ryan Parrott also, after writing all 32 issues, or at least he had a, a, a part in writing all 32 yeah. issues of Go Go Power Rangers, he then took over for the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger run at issue 40. Yes. And since then, finished with through issue 55, and then the comic series split once again yep. into a Mighty Morphin. That's one one comic now, and Power Rangers, which is another comic. Yes, yes. Now that perfectly leads us into the poll list. listened to our show before you know we talk spoilers so this is a 
spoiler heavy area we're gonna go into actual arcs and if you don't want things to be spoiled um maybe i'll put up a list of just the comics that you'll want to that storylines you want to read but we are going to be talking some spoilers here yes and I'll, i'll start off with something that i didn't know existed so after boom took over for power rangers right they're releasing the comics but they did something that was really cool they reprinted all of those other comic stories that the other publisher, so Hamilton Comics and uh, Image, Image, and so there's with the Zio and everything, and they combine them into two volumes. So there's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Archive Volume One and Two. You can find them on Amazon. I think one of them's like sixteen bucks, and the other one's nineteen bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you want all of those, you can you can read them. I don't believe it includes the Fruit of the Loom mini comic. <laughs> Or I also don't think it includes the Master Rider comic. I'm not 100% on that one. It might have the Master Rider, but I think it doesn't. It also, oh wait, no. I think it does have Master Rider, but it doesn't have the VR, VR trooper half of the MMPR VR from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can read both of those. I haven't, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't read the older storylines. I've flipped through them before. I'm just going to say I'm, glad we have boom yes <laughs> uh just because for those storylines i feel like at the time they they were like this is for kids we don't have to try very hard yes let's do bright colorful images and they'll they'll enjoy it and the story doesn't have to make too much sense it's for kids exactly i'm, I'm pretty sure the first hamilton issue it's called like it's like something to do with dracula <laughs> so that's like the title of the issue so I read that and I was like, nah, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll eventually read them. I'll, the sad thing is that I'm probably going to buy these two archive volumes to, yeah. just, to read them eventually. And by extension, you'll most likely convince me to buy it too. Yeah, probably. A hundred percent for reading recommendations. Before, we haven't even gotten into the spoilers. So if you're worried about that, don't worry, because I'm going to tell you, read all of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yep. Read all of Go Go Power Rangers. Yep. And then the new series Mighty Morphin, and the other new series Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. If you read those, you will be a very happy Power Ranger fan. Yeah, there, there's uh, multiple times when I'm reading a book and I take a photo of something and I go, Lance, this is crazy. And he goes, keep reading. And it's just, uh, it's reinvigorated my love for Power Rangers. And it, it's brought up old conversations. Like my brother would ask me, you're still into Power Rangers? I'm like, you would be too if you read the comics. You would be too if you saw the panels that I've seen. And a couple of times I showed himself and he's starting to get interested in it. So good. It, yeah. it, it is one of those things where like I like I still enjoyed Power Rangers. I had that nostalgia for it. But when I started reading the comics is when I was like, man, this is like good again. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not it's not just like rose covered glasses that you're seeing it through just the nostalgia lenses. Yes. It's actually good. Yes. Like very well constructed storylines and what it does is it one it blends genres yes it's not just like a punch punch beat them up there's a lot of heart in the storylines there's great storylines with uh, like romances and things that you that weren't expected there's a storyline where uh, jason and trini yes have like a moment together and i'm not gonna lie i wanted them to stay together i wanted that to continue going because it, it's a really there's a really cool storyline where they're off planet they're on this other planet yep. 
and their powers get switched. switched. And so Trini's in the red ranger suit and Jason's in the yellow. You guys. I'm not going to. Dude, <sighs> Trini looks so good, so good in the red ranger suit. So good. They needed to keep Trini as a red ranger for a bit. <laughs> yes. She, like, amazingly well done. Like, Jason, whatever. He's in the yellow. But Trini was like, maybe Trini should have been, like, leading them yes. for a little bit. Well, Jason in the yellow suit looks like the regular yellow ranger from the TV show. Exactly. <laughs> for those that don't know. The original Yellow Ranger and Zhu uh, Ranger in Super Sentai was a male, which is why the Yellow Ranger that we got didn't have a skirt. It was only the Pink Ranger with the skirt. Yeah. So if you're watching the old Power Ranger episodes, look at the Yellow Ranger. She looks, she or he, he. <laughs> looks much different than Kimberly. Yes. Yes. In the pink. <laughs> I want to talk about one of my favorite yeah. arcs from that storyline, which is very early on. It's still when Kyle Higgins is writing. Yeah. And it's the introduction of Lord Draken. Yes. This is hands down my favorite thing that they have done yes. in this comic storyline. Here's where the spoilers start, people. In this storyline, in an alternate universe, Tommy, who was the Green Ranger, has... Fresh as a Green Ranger. Yes. And he basically gets broken out of the spell that Rita had on him. But instead of choosing to go with... The, the Power Rangers. Rangers, he decides that he still wants to essentially conquer the world, yeah. but without Rita. Yes. And he kills her. Yes. <laughs> like they Brutally. go off, they go off <laughs> and do their own thing together. And then he's like, I don't need you anymore. And he kills her. Done. Yep. So we're talking Power Rangers like murder fest. Yes. This this is not like the storyline where they're like, the monster died or whatever. People die. Yes. And it's brutal sometimes. And so in this storyline, we have Tommy, evil. Continuing to be evil. Yep. And he's going up against the Rangers. In the storyline, in, in the show, you see Tommy becomes the White Ranger. His Green Ranger powers die, mm -hmm. fizzle out. Then he becomes the White Ranger. In this timeline, they've developed the White Ranger, except they now are like, we need more power. Jason, you need to become the White Ranger. Yes. And so we get to see Jason in this pod becoming the White Ranger. And then he gets murdered yes. by Draken. Yeah. And or evil Tommy, so he's, he's known as Lord Draken. Yeah, he kills him and then takes the white uh, power coin and power and merges it with the green. Yes, to develop one of the cool no, it is the coolest, the coolest. suit <laughs> in Power Rangers, and because it blends the two characters perfectly together. I literally have the Funko Pop yes. of it up here on my wall right now, <laughs> and it, it is such a great arc because. It introduced more of like a sci-fi element to Power Rangers. We already had the fighter yep. storylines. We already had the tokusatsu. But to add in like sci-fi, like multiverse, there's yes. other planets. There's other storylines for different rangers. And then this whole dystopian result exactly. because of it. And Th there is this entire world that he has taken over. And what he did was he stole the other rangers' powers and gave those powers to militias. Yep. And so there are guards that are red rangers. There are snipers that are pink rangers. There are foot soldiers that are black rangers. And yes. there also there's also yellow rangers. There's a yellow ranger. There's like the royal guard. No, the, the red, red is, like is the royal, royal guard. guard. I think the yellow is normal guard. Yes. And and they were so, in the palace. Yeah. So like the lower level guards are yellow, mm -hmm. and then the higher sentries are the red. And this storyline also introduces. Again, another one of my new favorite characters. Yes. But I know 100% you're super into this character yes. too. So you want to talk about that character? Yeah. So 
this the character that we're talking about is um ranger slayer and this is kimberly hart who was lord draken's right right hand yeah uh helping him kill and conquer all these different people helped him defeat the other rangers so that they can acquire their powers uh turns out she was was brainwashed and becomes good again and now she's helping um all of the all of this other army who've banded together to try to out uh outdo lord draken she's now has this great new outfit that's um a little bit darker but has the pink and her bow is way more powerful she bands with this whole group of misfits yeah so essentially it's, it's, it's like the underground like yeah the, the few remaining rangers but they don't have their powers yes and bulk yes who, who has slimmed down dramatically and is now this like hulking <laughs> dude and he's just like his character in this universe is so good yes like in the show later in the series bulk becomes like less of an antagonist or or just kind of annoyance and he becomes like a good person yes and yes. that's really the kind of bulk that we get in this storyline and he's looking out for the people that he bullied in high school and- he, he i got a sense of like uh he's become this group's protector almost yeah. he's the first line of defense when someone tries to not just bully someone um around him but uh, he's the first one to defend their group when someone tries to get into their base yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, like, so when whenever their like base is about to be invaded, he's like yeah. right there on top of it. He he very much is caring for others rather than looking out for himself. Yes, it, it's cool just because you get to see all these different characters have completely different personalities. Yes, characters that were very trusting and loving towards each other became very cold in this yes. universe. Yeah, just to go back to Ranger Slayer for a second. She has the, the coolest best. Zord. <laughs> Easily the coolest Zord. Just because there is a literal Zord graveyard in this world. And she has gone through and picked it of whatever is still working. And has created this new Zord. And so it has parts from like the White Tiger Zord. It has the head of Tor, the Shuttle Zord. Yeah, it has uh, some pieces from the old Dragon Zord yeah. built onto it. Um, was it a piece of the pterodactyl or the uh, the firebird? Yeah, it's it's one of them. But yeah, it, it like has wings too. It's yeah. like amazingly cool. As soon as I, I I own that first appearance, <laughs> and because the covers are great, I think the covers are also yeah. done by are they done by Dan Mora too? I think they I are. Think, yeah, there there are there were variants. Yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of that arc, and so we get to see Draken try to invade the main yeah. world. And it's about Tommy, who is like, he's always seen as being this very pure character yeah. in the main storyline. And now there is this total opposite that they're going up against. For a while, you don't know who it is. Yes. There's a really cool reveal later on. And uh, is it Billy and Zach? They get trapped in the yes. alt, alt universe. Yes. And there's just a giant statue of Green Ranger and Rita, and everything is just demolished. Yes. Again, if you can't tell the excitement <laughs> that we have for this storyline, this is such a great storyline. And this is the one I was referring to earlier, where it was almost a panel by panel recreation of one of the first scenes when Tommy and Kim go out to the movies together. It's, it's kind of like the first date. And uh, they go their separate ways. In the in the first part, as Tommy turns around, goes back, and he and Kim have the uh, the first kiss. He kind of has 
this moment of recollection and realizing, you know what, she's the one and goes back to her. But when it comes back, and this is where I was confused, I'm like, I read this already. During that moment of contemplation, as he turns around, he gets Saba sword. Was it Saba or the sword yeah. of darkness just plunged mm-hmm. through him? And you just see Lord Draken had infiltrated that timeline and killed him. And all of a sudden, it's just this whole new storyline that came out. Yeah. You're like, wait, Tommy just got murdered? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It's it's so good. That <laughs> that arc is fantastic. And it happened like... A Draken is introduced in issue nine of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. You don't have to read much to get to this part. Yes. And what comes before it is great story development. And you get to learn the characters and their personalities a lot more. It It's great. It's so good. We get a Shattered Grid storyline yes. that is also very much tied to Draken. And in this, we get to see all of these different Power Rangers series yeah. characters come into play. That panel where... The, the sky is filled with all the different yes. colors and they're all showing up. And then you have the overhead shot of just an army of all the different rangers there. It, My goodness. Yeah. There, there is one panel that when I was reading the book, I took, I took a screenshot of the comic without context, sent it to you and, and just said, <laughs> dude, read the comic, read, hurry up and catch it, up. Because it is just a sky of what looks like falling stars or shooting stars. That yes. are just the colors of the different Rangers. The next panel that I didn't send you is just like all of them standing next to yes. each other. Yeah. And it's unbelievably. When cool. I got to that one, I, I just freaked out. I marked out and I said to Lance, oh my gosh, I got here. I got to the part. That's kind of, do you have another arc in the storyline that you wanted to talk about or? Not really an arc, but just where they went with the Omega Rangers. Yes, talk, yeah, talk about and that that whole concept of the fact this is where we were talking about uh Trini, Jason, and Zach, they went off to the Peace Corps in real life back in the nineties, the actors just couldn't come up with a payment agreement, so they had to be written off somehow. But in this comic, the writing, the storyline was that they were quote unquote sent to the Peace Corps. But they were actually a secret task force, I guess you could say, that Zordon put together. And they're just, they have these new powers, the the Omega powers. And one of my favorite recent comics is we got the foil yes. covers of uh, Jason mid-morph into his Omega Ranger outfit. And it's just insane. Yeah, that that's one of those things where as a kid you're like wait what they're they're leaving and there's new ones coming in but they both had ranger suits yes at the same time it was super weird but i i loved how the comic took that moment and has created brand new rangers and their suits are sick yeah their suits are so cool their weapons are amazing yeah their weapons are very cool they're like one is like the kunai with chain yes. uh, weapon. Another one is a sword. Yep. And then Trini has like a giant hammer. Yes. And there is another Omega Ranger that gets introduced later down the line. And you get to see more of, again, like more sci-fi storylines. Because yeah. they are going into space, space. And you get to see all these different space alien characters. And it also introduces a few uh, space boss monsters yeah. that you might have seen in other seasons of the show yeah that's great uh, like so good and dan mora does uh, uh some of the art Amazing. for those so great <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's one of those things where again brand new things because draken was the first new mighty morphin yes character creation in 
decades. Yes. I think I think online it said like for the first time in like 20 something years. Yeah. And so Draken was this new creation. And then we got Ranger Slayer. And then we, we get Omega Ranger. So there's, they're just building on the mythos of this of this entity. We didn't that, talk about solar rangers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's solar rangers. There's so <laughs> many different things you can get into in this, in these comics that you're, you're going to love them. So again, just for mighty Morphin, there's 55 issues. Yes. For go, go, there's 32 and there's some tie-ins. There's some one shots here and there. There's a uh, power rangers pink, which is just a story about Kimberly, which is really good. It's yeah. after she leaves the team, but there's plenty of reading guides online. And if, Let's say you listen to this episode. You're like, I do want to get into it, but I want another reading guide. I can't find it online. Message us. Yes. I, I will be happy to find a reading guide for you just because a lot of times the guides will tell you to flip between Go-Go and Mighty Morphin. Yes. And sometimes it can get a little confusing, but I'd be happy to help out with that. The other comic run that's Power Rangers related that I uh, will 100% push all the time. And you can't see me right now, but I'm smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> Because I've already talked about this in our TMNT episode, but I have to say it again. Yes. The Power Ranger Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover, written by Ryan Parrott, covers by Dan Mora, (laughs) and interior art by Simone DeMeo. His art is beautiful. Yes. It is like, I love Dan Mora. Dan Mora is one of my favorite artists. If I couldn't have him on a Power Ranger book, 100% I want Simone DeMeo. Yes. Because he, his action posing is so good. His paneling is so phenomenal. Yeah. Like, and I, and I don't want to say it like, I wish I could have Dan Moore. No, like I am so happy yeah. with either of them. If, if both of them would just want to flip flop yeah. on Power Ranger comics for the rest of existence, I am all for it. I'll keep buying every single issue. I have a long <laughs> box that's filling up. But this, this comic storyline is unbelievably fun. There's so many callbacks to moments in both the Power Ranger show and, and Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles shows, yeah. movies. Uh, it it blends the action. We get to see the turtles as rangers, and that that design has was just so mind blowing. Chef's kiss because uh, this is actually the series that got me into reading the rest of the Power Ranger line. It's five five issues, yeah. So it's an easy, quick read. Um, not really much commitment, but the story, how much they were able to pack into the five uh, comics was just, I would say, more phenomenal. Yeah, one hundred percent. They they perfectly blended. Yes, these two franchises. Yes. They're both teenage groups. They they fight with each other. Tommy and Raph don't get along. Yeah, there's there's so many funny moments, like I I laughed out loud with this. Comic. Yes, yes. There, there's a couple of questions about like. Uh, where do your clothes go when you morph, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that one. And um, can we just talk about how they even made a turtle Megazord? Yeah. And they brought in a Metalhead. Yes. Oh my goodness. We got to see a kaiju size Bebop and Rockstead. Yes. Yes. We got to see a Green Ranger Shredder. <laughs> Mike, how you you have to read this if you are a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers yes yes. either of them if you don't care about the other you still need to read this book if you enjoy both you will love this book yes anytime someone says I like Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles what should I read 
I say this, this every that's on the top of my list yes. every single time. Yes. Oh, I want. Oh man, I want a Green Ranger Shredder pop. That would be like yeah, or just figures. The the next SDCC exclusive, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, because like, because <laughs> the Turtle Ranger suits are so good. Yes, they are amazing. I think that's that's got everyone covered on Power Ranger reading. So yes. focus uh, again heavily on Boom Studios. If you want to go back and read the older stuff, the Hamilton. If you want to read the Marvel runs, that's fine. Yeah. But the Boom Studios works are like the peak of content for comic, the comic medium for Power Rangers. Yes. This also kind of blends directly into our Grail find. Zion, do you have a favorite issue or or trade or anything of Power Rangers in your collection? Yes. So we were just talking about the Ninja Turtle Power Ranger crossover. And I specifically remember when uh, you got me into it right before issue five came out, the final issue. And for those that don't know, my favorite turtle is Donatello. I- I'm a tech nerd. So is Donatello. And uh, my favorite weapon growing up was uh, the-, the end of a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was my bow staff, right? And uh, I've already mentioned I'm wearing a White Ranger Tommy shirt. And the exclusives for for episode or for issue five was donatello holding one one of them was donatello holding the white ranger helmet the other one was holding the green ranger helmet and lance and i went out that that day it was released and tried to get one of each uh me getting the white ranger him getting the green ranger we went to multiple comic book stores because it was a one per one per per store store variant one per store variant and uh, we both ended up with the White Ranger one. <laughs> they didn't have the Green Ranger, but so it, it still worked out because it was a one per per store, mm-hmm. and um, we got really good deals on them. Yeah, and it's Donnie holding Tommy's helmet. Yeah, it's probably the, my favorite. Yeah. So in this run, it's Dan Mora did covers for each issue. Mm-hmm. Then Goni Montez does these Power Ranger variants where he's holding their helmets like those characters are holding their helmet and that's like the covers they did for a ton of the issues for the mighty Morphin power rangers run and so for tmnt power ranger crossover montez also did variants where each issue had each turtle holding one particular ranger helmet yeah and so they did the they did the obviously like the red the pink the black the blue the yellow for the one per store variants exclusives they had it where it was either holding the green ranger helmet or the white ranger helmet for each of those issues yes we were able to find the white ranger holding helmet for that last issue and then later down the line i was actually able to find i think it was issue one yes and it was raf who's my favorite ranger holding green ranger favorite turtle yeah so favorite oh yeah so favorite turtle holding the helmet of one of my favorite rangers yes so we both have so you have donnie holding white helmet yep i have raf holding green Green. ranger tommy helmet but my my grail for Power Rangers is I have the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue nine. So first appearance of Lord Draken. Yeah. But the second printing, which is a Montez variant, variant. where it's yes. Draken holding the Draken helmet. And it's a harder to find variant. They didn't publish many of them. So it's much harder to find. So it's actually more valuable than the first printing. Jeez. And <laughs> I sent it off to CGC and it came back at 9.8. Yes. And yes. so that sits in my my short box and I keep it nice and it's beautiful and I love it. Eventually it'll sit on a frame. 
Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Once once we get a bigger place and I can actually have a specific nerd room, yes, it's one hundred percent going up, but very protected. We're talking like glass <laughs> case. I'm not letting anything fall off shelves. All right. So we've been talking for a bit. So I think it's about time that we take a break. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to us today. I hope you're enjoying our talk all about Power Rangers. I just want to take a minute to let you know where you can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter as well as Instagram at CBKCast. You can use the hashtag CBKCast and send us all of your what if ideas. Honestly, we just love hearing from anyone that's listened to us. Uh, It's a lot of fun to just chat and we're always open to discuss anything nerdy, really. Comic Book Keepers is hosted by The Geekly Grind. Stop by The Geekly Grind for all things geeky, from comics, anime, and manga, to board games, video games, RPGs, and more. Take a break from The Weekly Grind at The Geekly Grind. And don't forget to check out the composer of our theme song, Arcane Anthems. Our good friend Weston makes royalty-free music for tabletop role-playing games, campaigns, streams, and podcasts. Check out his amazing work at Arcane Anthems on Twitter, TikTok, as well as finding all of his music available for free on his Patreon at Arcane Anthems. Now back to the issue. All right, Z, you ready to talk some adaptations? Let's do it. With adaptations for Power Rangers, we have plenty. We we already know we have the original television shows, and it, it goes into plenty of different seasons. It's still going now. Yeah, still going strong. It's one of those properties that just keeps evolving with time. Uh, do you watch the newer seasons? I know it's Beast Morphers, I think, is going on right now, uh, but I haven't really watched any of the newer ones yet yeah i have i have no clue what's going on right now i i stopped watching the show i think it was at spd i think spd was the last full season i watched i'm trying to remember which one i watched it was i i did watch megaforce and super megaforce just so i can watch the legendary battle Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely and there, there's other like TV movies that they did yeah. or specials. The best one, I do. I even have to say it out loud for you to know which one. Let's go. Uh, so Forever Red. Yes, Forever Red <laughs> is one of the greatest like fan episodes they really ever did, where they brought back all of the Red Rangers throughout the series up through Wild Force. Can I say most? Uh, Rocky wasn't in it. <laughs> Most. Oh, poor Rocky, man. That, and that was because they brought back Jason, Jason Lee Scott yeah. <laughs> as the Red Ranger, even though he went to the summit and wasn't a Power yes. Ranger anymore. Yeah. But for popularity's sake, yes. they wanted it. If they ever do a Forever Blue. Yes. Rocky number one. Rocky will be back as Blue Zio. <laughs> yes. So we're covered there. We're covered. In this adaptation, we have, they're basically going up like up against the remnants of the Machine Empire. Along with a Beetleborg. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's one of like the villain Beetleborgs is also one of the villains of this. Yes. And don't they have Serpentera? Yes. Like Serpentera is involved, which is a giant uh, Zord that Lord Zed had created. Yep. And so the Machine Empire is trying to resurrect it to essentially take out 
earth and yeah. pretty, and pretty much all planets because it would just blow up planets yes it was like a death star yes but as a dragon <laughs> giant komodo looking dragon <laughs> But yeah, it, that was a ton of fun. You get to see all your favorite Red Rangers come back for a storyline. The first 10 years of Red Rangers. Yeah, yeah. It was like that 10-year anniversary episode. And that epic morph call where yes. they all did their morph sequence. Yes. Followed by that really big uh, red explosion behind them afterwards. Probably one of my favorite pieces of childhood. I, I just think it's so funny just because there's all of those memes like of – like villains waiting for the power rangers to morph. and it's like gifts of just like people staring at a screen but it, like all these colors are flashing in front of their yes. eyes it's like why are these villains waiting for them to morph just, like, just attack just attack them so that's like there's there's plenty of other specials they did like a pretty recent one where they had all of the different rangers or a lot of them come back at yes. least in suit which yeah. is pretty fun but as far as like older storylines so in 1995 there was the mighty Morphin power rangers the, the movie, movie. And it uh, brought in $66.4 million worldwide. So not a massive bringer in of money, but I loved that movie. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Who can forget Ivan Ooze? Yeah, Ivan Ooze is great. <laughs> like That was a really good villain. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to see, because that's where we get introduced, like the Rangers getting like their ninja powers. Yes. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. They get new Zords. That Zord looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, we got to see like you get the iconic line of i'm a frog yes <laughs> by adam park who is who is one of my favorite rangers yes. period yeah i would honestly like johnny on bosch so he's the actor of of adam park he's probably like one of my favorite actors outside of the franchise because he he does a lot of voice acting in anime yeah and he like he does great work there too and he's honestly probably one of the few actors in like power rangers that i was like oh i think he's actually a good actor <laughs> yeah um yeah. just because they're they play up the campy like that's what the show is they're, they're pushed to be really campy characters but i always felt like he got away with being a little bit more serious yes in tone stoic yes very yeah. very yeah. stoic and so it came across more like artistic yeah than a lot of the others that that are just like over the top characters it, it, it evened it out, and it his did. return, you would say, yes, um, in the in space to help out Carlos was. It's probably a, one of my favorite like revisiting moments or team up moments yeah. over there because you get the two Black Rangers, and it's almost like a handoff moment there, mm -hmm. or not almost. It is a handoff moment, and it's one of those like consequential. If he morphs again, he can never morph. Yeah. at all for forever and yeah which they get rid of they, <laughs> because he comes back later yes in another season in a great team up where he had it's like so him as mighty morphin black mm -hmm. uh you have the yellow dino thunder ranger mm -hmm. the like aqua blue uh ninja storm ranger yep uh somebody from a season i didn't watch yeah i think someone from rpm was it rpm or I something forget. else and then there's one more I, and I'm going to kick myself later for not remembering <laughs> it. But I just, I just know the two female Rangers because they were like my two favorite. Yeah. Two of my favorite just Rangers from really their seasons. really big standouts. Yes. Yeah. They were great in their seasons. Yeah. And plus Ninja Storm is like a our favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's one of our favorite seasons, period. <laughs> Following up Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie in 95, there was Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. It only made 9.6 million. <laughs> it did not do well. And that pretty much crushed any future feature-length films yeah. for them until 2017 
where we got to see a revamped version of Power Rangers. They re-envisioned the suits. They looked mm-hmm. very different. They changed up the swords. They look like garbage. They changed up Goldar. They changed up Goldar, garbage. Like garbage. Yep. Uh, they didn't even show the Zord turning into the Megazord. It yeah. fell they all fell into a hole and then came back out and they were the <laughs> Megazord. And this is the worst design I've ever seen, ever. I think the, the only little credit I'll give about the Zords is their little nod to, and I, I was waiting for this, their little nod to the morphing sequence. Because the way they got the order in which they got into the Zords, if you rewatch it, is the order in which they would call their. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're yeah. they're morphing people. That's cool. So, like that film, I liked everything leading up to them becoming Rangers. Yes, I thought the actors did a good job. I just think that that last sequence, are like, okay, now we're going to do the big monster fight scene, but all of the designs were horrible. It didn't. It didn't hold up to what we remember it to be as kids. And... Exactly. It. But the thing is, is like you see things like Transformers. Yeah. It's like you. So clearly we have the ability to make robots, giant mechs look very cool. Yeah. Even if the storyline wasn't amazing, you could, we could still have like really cool designed mechs. Yes. We didn't have that. Or even like really cool designed giant villains. Yeah. But we didn't get that either. No, it it was, it was an interesting take, but again, I liked all the actors that they had. I think they did a great job, especially like the blue ranger. Like he was very good. Yeah. I feel bad not knowing the actor's name, but he was he was great. Yeah, because he they actually made so they made um, Billy have he was like on the spectrum. Yes, and they openly talked about that. Yeah, and then they alluded to uh, they didn't did they call her Trini? They called uh, her they called her Trini. Um, like they put the emphasis yeah elsewhere. Yeah, and so they alluded to her being uh, LGBTQ. Yes, and th- so they were trying to be much more inclusive. Like that, that character development was really good. Yeah, and but yeah, like I, all of those actors are like doing good things outside of the franchise too. Absolutely, like, who they had to be Zach was just in the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, the the Pink Ranger Naomi G. Scott. Yeah, she went on to be Princess Jasmine. Yes. Like, and seeing speechless just amazingly mm-hmm. and then the guy the person that played jason has been in like a ton of different things yep. straight he's been in stranger things like he was the guy with the crazy mullet and, <laughs> but yeah he and he's doing even more things like they just announced like another film or something that he's gonna be in so they've all done great stuff and then uh tr- the woman that plays trini she yes. she's also a big time musician becky, yeah becky yeah. becky g yes yeah and she's super into music so they had a very talented cast it was just as soon as they morphed, I was I was done. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm good. I was just I was really hopeful for a sequence because of the little teaser at the end. Yeah, with, with Tommy. Tommy, and then all of the mentions about the Zeo crystal. So I like I appreciate the groundwork that they put into yes. it, especially yes. just all of the tropes of having to be um, the first movie to introduce new villains or new cast members and all that. Um, they did a really good job at introducing everybody but when you went to go introduce what they can do it kind of fell flat yeah yeah i think i think if they had done a better job in the final sequence it, it would have been like holy crap they actually made a great power rangers yeah. movie because i went two-thirds in i'm in like yes. i'm in it yeah and then the last third i was like oof um now, that, that the part where billy quote unquote dies and you have that heart-wrenching yes. moment where the team has to come together and then like he's he comes back like that whole part has me gripped and I want them to do well. I want them to kick Goldar's butt. I want them to kick Rita's butt. And then they do, but it just, it doesn't look good. 
Yeah. Like, it, it's just like a mess. Yes. CGI mess. <laughs> Moving on from them, uh, from adaptations, and there's plenty of other adaptations, I'm sure, but we're going to focus basically just on those. Now for uh, board games. Board games. There are there are plenty of yeah. board games out there for Power Rangers. There's some that are massive um, that, that the rules don't make sense. But <laughs> Heroes of the Grid. You guys don't understand how much how much time and how much i guess you could even say money oh <laughs> plenty of money. uh lance and i have invested in this game we have multiple game nights where we've played with all these characters you want to tell them about yeah what they're missing out on yeah so this this game so it's heroes of the grid it's uh published by renegade games uh created uh in part with or created by uh billy it's jonathan ying and he he's fantastic board game designer he also designed a bargain quest Mm -hmm. for renegade that's also a great game if you ever want to do like a a small little adventure type style game go for that one but heroes of the grid is phenomenal because it or more phenomenal (laughs) uh, because it it takes you as the character it's a pseudo deck builder you're not you're not adding cards to your deck but you as a ranger have 10 cards that have different abilities you have reactions you can play you have maneuvers you can attack, you can help defend. Each ranger has its own ability. You have a Zord card that you unlock throughout the game. You fight against monsters and they have their own decks that you're trying to beat. Yep. Uh, you, you, uh, The base version of the game, you are beating two monsters and then you have a boss at the end. Mm-hmm. Tons of different iterations since it came out to give like, you can now go up against a giant version of a monster. Yes. So there's like a mega Goldar that you can go up against. Yes. Uh, all of your, pretty much all of your favorite monsters are in this the minis the minis it is insane the level of detail that and are on they've these. they've kind of taken a life of their own in the power rangers community uh everyone wants to go in and wants to paint the details even more so so they come in your ranger colors and the villains come in gray but everybody wants to like go in and find the best primer find the best painting style to just show just elevate those minis even more and we spend hours just gawking at those minis, you guys. Yeah, it's it like when I got the game, I was like, oh, like this will be fun. It'll it'll be cool like to pass the time. We got really into it during quarantine. Yes. Because we we well, we got it right before quarantine. Yep. We played it a couple times and we loved it. Like how many times do you we, think we, we played literally it? played it like two times uh with our group of friends with, with our command center friends, and then uh shutdown happened. Yeah, and we went probably a year not meeting in person yes but we would play through like skype and zoom yeah we we figured out a way how to how to play it and lance would have his setup uh i would i nerded out and had to make an excel spreadsheet so i could keep track of who was where (laughs) yeah because when you're playing the game there's four different locations on the board and so you have to keep track of where your rangers are how many, because it's usually your ranger has two actions during a turn, so you can move an attack, or if you're in the same location, you can start a battle. Um, you can tr- power up, you can go to the command center to power up all the way, uh, things like that. And we we made it to the point where you printed out, like, I, I sent you the pictures of the cards. <laughs> yeah, I forgot print, about you this. You printed them out of your printer at home, black and white. Just so I just, could hand cut yeah, my own cards. Just so you could have your deck, so yes. you can play with your deck from, from your side. And so... That, that just proves the level of how much we enjoyed this game to yeah. the point where we spent so much time making it so we could actually play 
yes. during quarantine. We we didn't meet up in person, but we found a way to to play. And beyond that, after playing so many hours, uh, Lance got me into the Ninja Turtle crossover, and we ended up coming up with our own characters, uh, or not our own characters, but our own way to in- incorporate uh, the turtles into this base deck. Yes. So what we did was we developed abilities for the Ninja Turtle Rangers. Yes. And so they each had their own ability, just like the Rangers normally have on their cards. And we developed a rather than the Power Blaster, which each Ranger has. Yep. We made it so they had their own special weapon. Yes. As a as a collective group. Yeah. And what we did was is without realizing it, we we made it so they work perfectly with the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger deck. Yeah. And so all we had to do was switch out the power weapon and then it worked perfectly. And if you remember that very first time playing it, we were, we had so many mind blown moments because we were like, this just works. We didn't mean to, we just decided that this is how we're going to play the, the, we made the abilities based on the Ninja Turtle characters, their characteristics. And all of a sudden it just melded perfectly with the cards that were already there. And by that point, expansion after expansion came out. And people had already forgotten about the original group, the original Mighty Morphin group. And we were just amazed at how accidentally we made this game playable again, even without the extra, all the other extra pieces to it. And that's just because, so the Mighty Morphin Ranger decks were made to be the introduction to the game. They were meant to be the simplest version of these characters that they would have. So that people that might not be really into a deck builder type game or really complicated games, or reading a lot of text. They're able to play these characters because they're simple. And then as expansions came out, more complicated characters came out. They had better abilities if you knew how to play them right. And so people had moved on. So when we added those characters, it made playing the Mighty Morphin deck so much fun yes, again. Yes, Like, they're they're great. They're super fun to play still, even if without the Turtle Ranger cards. But it, it just added, like, another level to it. And we had so much fun spending just hours texting each other about how, <laughs> like, maybe what if this rain, what if this turtle ranger had this or this, or yes. what, what should we call this ability or what should we call this card? And then we actually like picked out like art and sent it to uh, a person in like a custom. There was like a, there's a custom group on yeah. Facebook for the game, and we sent them the text, the art that we wanted to use. And then they sent us back like the images for the cards. Yeah. And um, it looks so good. It, it was just such a different feeling holding the stuff that were just concepts in our head. Yeah. Um, and words on a on a note yeah. <laughs> that we had shared together. Yeah. And and just throwing out there, we do not, we did not sell these. We did nope. not hand these out. Nope. This was literally just a project out of love for the yes. franchise, for the characters, because we just wanted to play Ninja Turtles in the in the Power <laughs> Ranger game. We also made uh. Uh, ranger cards for april and casey and casey jones yes as well as a turtle megazord card yep and a metal metal sword yeah yeah so i and we also came up we haven't made them yet but we have concepts ready for the shredder villain yeah as well as the roxetti and bebop as monster cards yeah we we have all their cards finalized we just haven't sent off the info to get them done but they're done but yeah, so much fun playing that game. If if you are a fan of Power Rangers and you enjoy board games, this he- is the game. Heroes of the Grid. Yes. 100%. It is an insane amount of fun. And more expansions just keep coming out. Yeah. So pick and choose which characters you like. More teams are coming out. There's another Allies pack coming yep. soon. 
that's going to have a lot more of people's favorite characters. And they just released the pack with uh, the secondary set of Mighty Morphin Rangers, Cat, Rocky, Aisha, and Adam. And then it also has the revamped uh, Alpha 5 yes. cards in there too. So a lot of fun to play with that. Shout out to Renegade Studios for that yeah, one. Thank, yeah, Renegade. Thank you. And Jonathan and Ying. Jonathan Ying. Thanks for making a game that we literally played the entire time through pandemic. Yes. And man, so many hours. We actually have a, a calendar event for our command center group to come back together and finally play this game together again. Yeah. So excited to play in person with everyone again. Yes. Because this is actually the first episode I've ever recorded in person with a co-host <laughs> because Chris and I always just recorded it separately yeah again because of quarantine yeah but now both of us are vaccinated we're able to meet in person again can finally play games again so i'm excited to get back to that to this side of yes the geekly grind if you may exactly <laughs> uh for video games in 1994 there was a mighty Morphin power video game it came out on pretty much every platform at the time i had it on game boy I was obsessed with this game. I had it on Super Nintendo. Like you, it was like a side, like a side scroller yeah. type of game. You would fight. You would get enough energy to then morph, yeah. and then you could wreck <laughs> house with it. You would go up against like the Tengu Warriors. You would go up against like Ivan Ooze was in the Ivan game Ooze too. Ivan was a, like was, one of the last bosses. Yeah, because yeah. it was like based on the game. But I just remember spending so much time playing that game. A ton of. Did you have it? Uh, I, I remember renting it from Blockbuster. Yes, or not the Blockbuster. <laughs> I think that is, there's only, there's what, one Blockbuster one or something left like in that. the world? Yeah. Uh, so we have that game in 94. There's also, I haven't played these, uh, but there's Power Rangers Legacy Wars, which is a mobile game. Yep. Uh, played that for a good chunk of quarantine as well. Yeah. Did you yeah. like it? It's interesting. It, it almost has a, it's a fighting game, but it has a rock, paper, scissors mechanic oh, style okay. to it. So yes and no. Okay. And then there's also Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which is actually like a console fighting game. Yes. Which I've heard a lot of good things about. Uh, I know that in the inner circle, so it's like the online nerd yeah. a group that we have for all of our podcasts. Shout out to the inner circle. And uh, there are quite a few in, uh, members in there that are also Power Ranger fans that have talked about this game. Yeah. And they, I think they recently added like the Ryu Ranger. So like yes. from like Street, Street, so Fighter. Have like Street Fighter. So there's... Ryu, Ryu and Chun Li, Chun Li, and um, Bison as just him. Okay, so he's not, just not in as the game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, as far as adaptations though, there is like part of uh, one thing that was cool that we didn't talk about was um, Bat in the Sun. Yes, that have had they they pair up characters to fight one another, and they've had uh, Green Ranger versus uh, Ryu. Ryu. And then they also had White, White Ranger. Ranger versus Scorpion. Yes. And both of those were really cool. And then when they were doing promotion work for the, the Power Ranger video game where they were going to introduce the, the Chun-Li Ranger and Ryu Ranger, they had like a live action yes. promo for it where Ryu and Chun-Li, or just Ryu, just, just Ryu, Ryu got his like, I think he's like the Crimson Phoenix. Something like, yeah. Something like yeah. that. But his suit looks super cool too um you got to look up these suits you yeah guys. <laughs> so if even if you just look up like street fighter power rangers like promo yeah it'll pop up and then you should also look up the bat in the sun yes power ranger uh super power beatdown yes that's what those episodes are from a, a few other adaptations that we threw in late as far as notable merch notable merch the toys the toys like we're, we're not gonna go into the level of toys but like what what were some of your favorite so i want to say 2016 2015 uh 
a friend of mine was able to cop me a set of the diecast morpher Ooh. with the five with a set of five uh um coins nice so it was the silver one and then i went to go see and to find the green ranger one the gold one with the dragon coin and the tiger coin and i couldn't find it anywhere that wasn't inflated <laughs> but then uh on my on my entertainment console right now um, along with all my different Power Ranger pop figures, right in the center is my favorite childhood toy of the Tommy head flipper. Yep. Those head flipper toys were incredible. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. Head flippers were were up there on my list as far as being my favorite. I think I probably spent the most time deconstructing and putting the Megazord back together yes. over and over and and putting and like mixing like dragon sword battle mode so you yeah actually, the cool thing is when you got the other swords they combined with what you already had you got to do uh if you had titanus too you could do like the dino ultra zord yes and i have that funko pop up there <laughs> i also still have most of the pieces for my i have all the pieces for the megazord yep um except for like i'm missing the mastodon shield and the sword but i i'm able to put together the megazord, megazord. and i'm able to uh, put together Dinosaur Battle Mode, which is what I actually yes. have it in right now on my shelf as well, which I can also put up on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe, yeah, we'll put that. We'll throw those on uh, social media. <laughs> yeah, because I literally have a shelf of just Power Ranger stuff that includes an, an Alpha Five Pop that you gave me uh, <laughs> not too long ago yes. too. So that's yeah. that's also pride, but it's like the the cool like black and gold yep. version of it. And then the, uh, probably trying to think uh, like the Morpher, like the original Morpher was always a lot of fun. Uh, and then the Saba Sword and Dragon Dagger. Yeah, those I spent a lot of time yeah. playing with those because the Saba Sword you could like shoot it out to the side and the blade would extend. Yep, and you're just like, I feel and then he would awesome. talk and yeah. say stuff. And, and then I would I would play the the dragon like theme <laughs> over and over. I would go through batteries like crazy with the Dragon Dagger. Fun story about the um, the Saba Sword. My brother actually bought one back when we were kids from Virginia, and on his on the flight back here. They wouldn't let the Saba sword on the plane because they thought it was a, a, a weapon of sorts. Jeez. They, they were worried that other people would think it was a weapon of sorts. So they made my brother put it in this like weird box and he had to hold it in his lap the entire the entire flight. That's super. <laughs> and uh, I wish I still had the, the sword, but through moving and whatever, I think Pops either threw it away, gave it away. Sorry, Saba. But fun little fact, I, I ended up uh, naming my car. I bought a car recently named him Saba. So uh, I have some re- resemblance of the white tiger in my car. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got you that white ranger you did. Uh, decal. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to put that decal on um, my fuel tank. There you go. <laughs> I think I found a perfect spot for it now. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> One thing I will say too is, is if you are a Power Ranger fan, go ahead and leave a message on our social media of what your favorite toy was. Yes. Your favorite piece of merch is from Power Rangers. Because other merch I had, like I had, I was in the original Mighty Morphin Power fan club. Oh. And so they sent you a box and it had like, like a little red lunch box. Oh. Like a cloth one. It came with the cassette with, with the original actors, like telling you, welcome to the, the fan group or whatever. And for those of you that don't know how, what a cassette is. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it had like a whole bunch of other stuff. It had an act, like a membership card dude i remember the card yeah i i had oh, it that's so cool up until probably like a few years ago when i had been moving to different places and i just couldn't find it like and i kept the box for a really long time uh but i what i do have is i have like a 
it looks like a letterman's jacket but it's like tiny like it would fit like top like yeah. a toddler and it's on the back is the original power rangers logo with like but like the rangers on top of the logo you know like the old oh one. Was like yeah 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 game yes. and it has it's red like red here and then black sleeves nice so i'm saving that for my kid and why so, do I, I i vaguely remember this i probably showed you before yeah the, this 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 image in my head just keeps coming up but that's your kid's gonna have some good drip yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i also stole my brother's like he also had like a tmnt like one when he was a oh, kid right i stole it and so my kid's gonna have tmnt <laughs> and the power ranger one was this a confession moment does your brother know you have it <laughs> he wouldn't care <laughs> he's not gonna listen to this <laughs> that's covering all the merch so now let's actually go to what is i would say one of my favorite sections what, what is? Each issue we do what nerds do best. We share our fever dream concepts for the comics that we love. This week, we decided the question should be, what if another comic property or franchise adapted Power Rangers to existing characters? What's your team? And then what are their colors? So I had my team originally, but uh, on the drive up, I kind of came up with a fun little concept. And it's not really, I don't think it's a comic. But what if the power, the original Power Rangers were paired off and um, and uh, included in uh, Captain Planet yeah. with the five planeteers? So I've I've always dabbled in this idea of having the Black Ranger as as a leader. So Kwame, uh, the, the uh, guy who calls for Earth, he would have the black uh, the Black Ranger suit. Um, Fire is red. So uh, Wheeler would have the, the red suit. You've got, we were talking about this earlier, that only leaves one more guy. So uh, I think his name was Mati. He yeah. would have, the guy who calls hard at the end, he would have the Blue Ranger. And just kind of a, as an aside, Blue Ranger Billy was kind of like the heart of the team for yeah. the first three seasons, even even when he wasn't a Ranger. So I, I feel like that makes sense. And then you'll have, uh, you'll, you can split off the girls. Um, the names kind of elude me right now, but... Uh, Win would be pink, and then uh, just following the same ranger scheme as before. Uh, water would be yellow. Yeah. So I feel like that would be a fun way to to introduce them. So I, I imagine this world being like it, the world is like dystopian. It, it has fallen in on itself, and like pollution has taken over <laughs> to the point where Captain Planet has either died or he just can't be summoned anymore because yeah. he can't survive in this like realm, and so. The planeteers, like still wanting to do good, uh, become those teenagers with attitude and are bestowed the, the new power. ranger powers. Yeah. But they can still use their elements. Like, their elements, and so then you get to have ranger powers mixed with like these elemental powers. Yeah, yeah, that that that'll be great. Uh, uh that, I think that'll be a great little mix up there. You know, have the the power rings plus the power ranger powers. Yeah. But my actual uh, answer to this what if is, what if we got Power Ranger versions of the Bat Family? And uh, Dan Mora has kind of alluded to this in some of his uh, Instagram and Twitter art recently. But again, toying with the fact that Black Ranger could be the leader. You have Batman in black. Uh, my favorite would be a Nightwing. He's wearing the blue on there. And then you have your favorite, Jason yeah. Todd, Red Hood as the red. You know, And he can kind of pseudo play maybe the... Uh, the shadowy yeah. archetype of the Green Ranger, 
uh, is he good? For is sure. he bad? He's off to the side. He has a cape. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got uh, for for the ladies, um, of course, you got uh, Barbara or Batgirl as yellow. And then we were thinking, would Red Hood have that? Is he good? Is he evil? Sorry, Argo. Would it be Catwoman in pink? Yeah. You know, you, you can kind of play different ways here. But then uh, thinking about Green and White Ranger, maybe you could have Damien be that that shadowy figure, Damien Wayne Robin mm-hmm. in the green, right? So question, are we doing the thing where if they get the suit, they become adult size? Or are we literally- Absolutely. Getting, you want to get- yeah. the, Or do you want a mini green Damien Ranger running around? Uh, you you don't like the the Justin Turbo Ranger? <laughs> I just like why do they get bigger though? Like is his body because is, because powers is his body expanding inside? Of, like how horrible is that? that no, I, I think like a really small, uh, the the kid size Damian Wayne would be a cool like think Damian with the cape with the shield. Yeah, that'll be that'll sure. be pretty cool. I feel like they should make it to where he's. Because they, they always, like, get a little bit stronger. But what if he becomes, like, the strongest one? Like, even though he's the smallest, yeah. he can punch the harness. Yep. Uh, he'll he'll be able to use a dragon flute. Like, he'll find a way to use it even crazier. Like, the dragon dagger's just randomly calling things. <laughs> like, he uses it to, like, is there, like, a dragon bat zord? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would have uh, Tim Drake as the White Ranger. You know, he, he's got a, a cool redemption arc also. And even Batman himself called tim drake the the greatest detective of all of them you know so because he was like the one that actually learned from bruce yes and all the other ones were doing random crap all the time (laughs) i i think i think that would be my my what if power ranger team my bat family power ranger team no that's that's awesome what do you have up your sleeve i love avatar last airbender i you can say that over again yeah i have i've watched that franchise so many times through it is one of the greatest animations yes i don't even like calling it a cartoon because i don't like it, it's an animation yes yes like we call it the like we call batman the animated series we don't call it that a cartoon yes this is on that same level and these characters fit perfectly into it so you had already talked about like Captain Planet, they keep like the rings and can yeah. use those powers too. So that kind of goes along with them keeping their elemental abilities as well for the majority of them. So for White Ranger, I have Aang. That's kind of like a clear, like an obvious one. Yeah. And so I have Katara, so water, so she's blue. Uh, Toph, green, so Earth Kingdom. That'll so be, uh, instead of Dragonzord rising out of the water, mm-hmm. he's he's rising up out of the earth. Yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs> I'm all for that. But like Toph, Toph is always more of like the rebel one of that yeah. group. And so it very much fits the dragon, like the Green Ranger archetype. Yeah. Uh, Sokka is going to be yellow just because I'm going to make Appa black. Because I think it'd be hilarious <laughs> if Appa is actually a ranger. And then Sokka is going to be like, my war paint is usually black. Like, why am I not the black ranger? And then Aang's just going to be like, do you want a giant yellow sun flying next to us all the time <laughs> to let people know we can't make up a yellow? That's great. <laughs> uh, so there'll be that like anger that he's yellow all the time. Uh, and then Zuko, clearly red. Red. So yeah. we got that fire going. Uh, Ty Lee is pink. Yeah. I've brought up Ty Lee before. 
because in another episode, we talk about like characters that we would want to do a mashup with or bring into other storylines. And Ty Lee is amazing because she has that pinpoint precision. She, she can't control an element, but she can take away those powers. Yeah. So add like an, a power boost to, from a ranger suit. So she has increased agility and acrobatics yes. and sp- like all of that. She would be terrifying. W- would she be able to use her power bow? To pinpoint accurately, like take like block someone's I, abilities. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Like, but rather than it being like, well, it could be like energy arrows that can do it, or if she even had just like blunted yes arrowheads to yeah. just do that too. Absolutely, that would be. She's probably, but honestly, it's Tylee, so she's probably shooting the bow with her feet. <laughs> like she, like when you see like America's Got Talent, they're yes. like handstands and shooting arrows with their feet. She does that. I I, I totally see it. Uh, and then, of course, we have to have Uncle Iroh as Zordon. <laughs> and the My Cabbages guy is Alpha 5. <laughs> the poor Cabbage guy. He's, instead of I-I-I, it's My Cabbages. Uh-huh, it's my, <laughs> by My My Cabbages. <laughs> my, 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 my. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my team. So, but yeah, I like both of ours. The, 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 those are those are fun. Yeah. What if uh, your Avatar team went up against my Captain Planet team? That'll be that'll be a I'm fun. Down. I'm down to watch that. I I think I think maybe the Avatar has it on top of the kids with. Rings, I, I think so. But, I think so. Or Toph just calling a dragon sword. <laughs> you, you know the whole uh, don't escalate a fight unless Rita tells you to. I think Toph would escalate. <laughs> she would be like, forget this, dragon no. sword, smash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'd be like, okay, so we have a monster that's this big. Okay, I'm calling my giant mech. Just step on it. <laughs> like Toph would not mess around. She wouldn't care. She's amazing. I'm curious to see what else comes out of this. So if any of the listeners just throw it on the Instagram, throw it on the Twitter and let us know what your, what your teams would be, what comic properties would adapt the power Rangers for you? Yeah, absolutely. So pick the franchise and then pick which characters from that franchise and what their color is. Yes. And any other things you want to add on to it too, because <laughs> this is one of those ideas that I, I'm really excited. To yeah. Hear we we, we love running with these ideas. We, we literally just have conversations about this like all the time. Like, well, what if this happened? Yep. Or what if this yep. was like this? But yeah, I think we, we've, we've like near developed other podcasts just based off of like other ideas <laughs> with our other friends. So it's been a lot of fun, man. Thanks so much for coming on to this episode. This Lance, thanks for having me, man. This has been a, a fun time recording. Uh, this is how we are in real life anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it felt natural uh, to bring other people into the conversation. So thanks for having me. I'd love to do it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna find probably some Bat Family characters probably, yes. to bring you in because yeah. when we do a Nightwing episode, you're coming on to Yes. Nightwing. I appreciate that. One hundred percent. It's time to close the book on Power Rangers. So until next time, this is Lance. And I'm Zion. Reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. Dude, can, can I get a try? Yeah, of course, man. It's morphin' time! <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do. It's morphin' time! We go back further. It's morphin' time! Whichever one is the yeah. best. It's morphin' time. <laughs> <laughs> one of those got me. One of those. Yeah, one of, one of we good. <laughs>